Hello, Mama. I hope you're having a glorious day. Uh, over here in Southern California, we've been in the middle of this horrendous heat wave. Oh, it's uh, it's been rough, especially being like seven months pregnant. I am not with it, but you know what? We will get through. All my babies are born in the fall, so I am used to going through this. I don't know how everyone's always like, man, I'm so sorry you're pregnant and, you know, fully pregnant in the, the hottest part of the year. And I'm like, you know what? This is how it's been every single time. So it's all good. We've got it. And it did rain like a tiny bit uh, yesterday, which was such a blessing. I just, I just, so I just saw a picture of one of our Academy girls in a sweater and I just was so envious of that beautiful, cozy sweater. I cannot wait for sweater weather over here. I hope you're having some sweater weather wherever you live because that's just the best. I know it's coming though, so there's no complaining. I love this area. It's great. I just can't wait for that sweater weather. So, um, And speaking of the Academy, I haven't really talked about it in a while, but we are in the middle of our Morning Mama Academy. It has been such a blessing to just be working with these ladies. I cannot even tell you the amount of breakthroughs that have been happening, what God has been doing. It has truly been mind-blowing. So incredible. And it just gets me excited uh, for just where God wants to take all of this, like this uh, Morning Mama podcast and the business and all of it, because it's just so, so incredible what he's been doing. And so I just want to get you excited for that. If you have been listening to this and you are just feeling like, man, this is what I need, but I need to go in deeper, then the Morning Mama Academy Academy might be for you. Now, we're not going to have another round of it until next year, um, probably January, February, but I don't know for sure since baby boy is coming in November. I'll have to see how things are going. <laughs> transitioning to three children, but, um, I just get on the wait list. That way you can be notified as soon as spots open up. We filled up this time. So if you want to already get your name in, just email me at support at morningmama.co. That's support at morningmama.co. And yeah, I'm just excited because I just, I can't even believe what God has been doing. And it's just been so, so incredible. We go deep into healing from your past. And then we, right now we've just transitioned into the present. So we're working on getting healthy rhythms and things in place, even just physically in our homes and taking care of ourselves in a holistic way. And then we talk about all of our relationships, husbands and kids and boundaries with family and just all of that. And then we end our last couple weeks this is a 12 week program. We end our last couple weeks talking about the future and planning and dreaming for what God might have for you because he has a mission for every single one of you. So the, the way we get to the mission is that we are healed up enough and we are not stuck in the whirlwind of the day to day that we can actually have uh, mental capacity, time capacity to run in the, the ways he's calling us. And so ultimately that's what this whole program is about. I mean, I want people to have freedom from the things that they've been dragged down by, but ultimately like that freedom needs to lead to us fulfilling God's mission on this earth. And so this is like a launching, a program that launches you into your future, into the purposes God has on your life. And so if that sounds like it's for you, again, just email me, get your name in so that you can be on that list. Support at morningmama.co. Would love to um, get you on the list. I'm excited. It's it's just been such a blessing. Uh, more details, obviously, about that to come, but just wanted to throw that out there for anyone trying to 
just like start getting excited about it and get your name on there. Um, but yeah, today we are going to dive a little bit into this idea of when we follow Jesus, should our lives be perfect? Um, there's, I think, a lot of misconception in Christianity about when we pursue Jesus, you know, things should just be great all the time and awesome, and that we're not going to have trials, and we're not going to have hardship, and that's actually completely counterintuitive to what the Bible says. So we're just going to dive into that and a little bit of how I struggle with this, and I'm excited to hopefully encourage you today in your walk with God. So let's jump in. Cue music. All right, mamas. So we're talking about this idea of a perfect life today. And, you know, when I think about this topic, first of all, where my mind goes, because there's a few few ways of looking at this, but the first place my mind goes is just my um, kind of tendency towards perfectionism. I don't know if any of you uh, follow the Enneagram. It's a personality test. Um, I love it. It's just been so cool to learn about myself and my strengths and weaknesses. And it's not, it's not more than that. Like some people hate it because it pigeonholes people or there's a lot of different beliefs out there about it. But I think it's just a cool tool. Like we don't need to obsess about it. We don't need to put our identity in it, but it is a cool tool to learn about ourselves and other people. And through that, I don't know if any of you know your number, but I'm a one. And with that, it's, uh, there's different names for it. The perfectionist, the, oh man, what was the other one I heard? Like something like the improver something like that. (laughs) So I like to go into all situations and areas and make them perfect. Now, for me, this shows up in a little bit of a different way than it does for a lot of ones. Like uh, if you come into my house, a lot of times it will not look perfect. It'll be the opposite of perfect Um, because I kind of tend to be very, um, I've gotten better, but I can fall easily into the all or nothing kind of mindset. And so in my mind, in really hard seasons, I just like am all or nothing. Like I'm like, okay, I've just said get through this season. So I'm going to put all of my time and focus in this area. And then I'm going to completely let go of this other area. If I can't make my house perfect right now, I'm just not even going to try at all. And that obviously backfires. We talk a lot about how, how much our physical environment that surrounds us impacts our mental, emotional, spiritual health. And so obviously like that is not healthy and you know, I'm working on it. <laughs> But that is in my times of weakness. That's what, that's how my perfectionism shows up is that I just kind of struggle with, um, either completely giving up on a category or trying to always make it perfect. And then once I, uh, can't make it perfect, then I give up on it. But all that to say, (laughs) I am currently in a season where I have in some ways let this perfectionism or this idea of this perfect life kind of become an idol. And it's something that every day I'm kind of having to fight because I'm in this season of major transition, right? Where if you've been listening, we're in the middle of a move, we'll probably move in like a month. We'll see. I don't even know. Hopefully before the baby comes. And then, yeah, obviously on top of that, the baby's coming. So there, and it's all happening super squished together. There's probably a couple weeks in between. Yeah, it'll be crazy. God's got us. I know he had this all planned out and I trust him. But, you know, in this, 
first of all, I love this season in a lot of ways because I get to dream about the perfect, right? I get to dream about what this perfect house is going to be like. And we're going to have every room just so perfect. And, and I want it to be filled with only the things that we love. It's almost like this, this starting over. I'm purging all these things that I, I don't love and, or that I've outgrown or that have gotten dirty or broken. And, and we're trying to, you know, get a few new things to help our, our house feel fresh and new and, and it, that it would be, you know, designed exactly how I want it. And I'm, I'm dreaming about the systems and the routines we're going to have when we're in there. And we have, this is for many of you that don't live in California, this probably won't feel exciting, but our new house, we have a laundry room, which I've never in my adult life experienced. And I am beyond excited. It's not not a big, not a big room, not at all, but it's a room right now. It's like a laundry closet in our house. I mean, we're just blessed enough to have a washer and dryer in our house. I mean, I don't even want to take that for granted, but (laughs) that's like one of the features of the house I'm most excited for, obviously among others, but like to have a place to hang, um, you know, wet clothes and to, uh, wash them off. And, you know, there's just so much that goes into laundry, right? So all that to say, I'm dreaming about, okay, when we come in the door from school, we're going to put backpacks here. We're going to put shoes here. We're going to have all these routines in place. And I'm, I'm starting to imagine how perfect our life is going to be, that we're going to have everything honed in, every room honed in, every system honed in, you know, all of these things, obviously, um, I forget how hard newborn phase is, so we'll see how all of this goes. But it's right now is so easily becoming an idol because I can easily, um, you know, because an idol is anything that we place before God, anything that we're putting our hope in besides God, anything that we are obsessing over and we're, we're pouring too much time into, um, all of those things, is, it, it becomes an idol. And so easily right now, I sit down with my time with God in the morning and easily I can just get obsessed with trying to figure out the crazy schedule and 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 how I'm going to make everything work and fit and how I'm going to get, because um, there's just so many things to do right now in order to make it all perfect. So, you know, uh Yeah. And then preparing for maternity leave. And so I I can just easily sit down and start fantasizing or, or getting caught up in the details of my schedule and the details of what we need to do for the house and all these things. And it can easily take over that time with God. Or I'm just distracted and my mind keeps jumping back there. Or throughout the day, I'm kind of constantly just going to this place where I'm really thinking and, and putting my hope in this, this new life we're going to have when we have this new house. And it's this constant temptation in my mind to just fantasize and obsess about this new life, this new house, this new, all this new that's coming. And it becomes this thing that I put before God. And I, I you know, even subconsciously, I often in my mind, Part of me feels like I'll truly be happy and fulfilled when all of those things happen in my life. When I when I get that new place, when I get it all settled and when we get our routines in. Now, all those things are not in and of itself bad, right? We do want routines and systems that are going to help us manage our life and help us like not be caught in this world when and be able to fulfill the purposes God has on us and be able to, to spend more time pouring into our kids because we're less caught up in the mess and the chaos of our homes and we're more at peace when that's happening, right? So all these things are good. They're not bad, but it's when we obsess about them. It's when we put them before God that it becomes a problem. But here is the problem with all of this. God is the only one that can fulfill my life. 
God is the only one that can bring meaning and purpose and really bring me the true joy that's not just going to wash away when the wind blows, right? That is the only place that I can place my hope and not end up disappointed or hurt or just in the wrong place. God is it. And so when I begin to shift my hope into this perfectionistic mentality, I'm only going to be disappointed and I end up, you know, wasting a lot of time, right? Like when I'm distracted in my time with God, I'm wasting that time where he might want to speak to me, where he wants to move in my life, where he wants me to prepare me for today. And all I'm thinking about is tomorrow. And I'm putting my hope in tomorrow instead of putting hope in God who is right here right now today. And so that's the first part of this that we have to talk about. And again, there's a couple a couple ways of looking at this because, you know, sometimes people think of like, oh, my life is perfect in God. And that means that I'm not going to have trials. I'm not going to have tribulation. I'm not going to have hardships in the Bible. It says very clearly that's not true. So we're going to talk about that as well. But it just started here because this is where my mind is at right now. And not only am I making this an idol in my life that's going to prevent me from being fully healthy in this season, but also I am missing out on all of the fruit that is available right now today. Today, again, is where God shows up. Today is where God wants to do something. And kind of all of that we're talking about today hinges on this one verse. I've shared it with you a million times. You've heard it a million times other places. That's because it's that good of a verse. I mean, there's, they're all good, right? But this one just really is a kicker. And um, it's also kind of a terrible verse because it's really painful. <laughs> but it's like, this is one I go back to again and again because I need this reminder. So you're ready? Buckle up for this one. You might know where I'm going. But um, this is James 1, 2 through 4. It says, count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. So it's it's pretty ironic here because right I'm I'm seeking this perfect life. I'm seeking this this idea of perfection and it's funny that God uses the word perfect here because I think he knows a lot of our hearts and um where they can get caught up and he's like okay if you want perfect here is how you get here daughter. And the way to get to this idea of perfection, which truly we won't have full perfection until we're in heaven. But if we if we want to move towards that direction, we want to move towards greatness and and full health and full capacity and all these things, right? These this, these beautiful functioning lives. The way to that, the only way to that, is through trials. Uh, it's through this hard stuff in the middle that we're trying to avoid. And so whether, you know, for me, it's just the waiting of it and the, and that trying to manage all of the crazy details of everything going on and that can at times just feel like this, this burden that's too heavy, even though it's exciting, it's also super overwhelming in different moments. And so it's, it's part of me is like wanting to avoid that, right? Like it's just wanting to rush to the end, rush to the perfection, rush to the, to the, to the, to the, time where it's no longer going to feel like this, where it's no longer going to feel like chaos in my home, in my mind, um, you know, so many places. 
And so I want to rush through it. And then especially, right, we, we were just talking about hard seasons on here, especially in those hard seasons where it all just is heavy, right? And maybe it's not something as lighthearted as a move where it's difficult, but it's, you know, it's not like heavy, heavy trauma that's really impacting us. Maybe for you, it is something like that. It's a death of someone. It's um, a diagnosis. It's some kind of hard season that is nothing that has exciting at the end, right? Like this, my hard season is there's amazing excitement at the end. That's, that's what we're working towards. But many hard seasons, you don't know when the end's going to be. And you don't know what kind of joy could come out of the end. Like there's nothing that seems good about right now. And so either way though, is the thing, no matter how big or small or heavy or light your, your, your trial is, that trial is the very thing you need to have this perfect life that you're seeking. And again, I, I, I hesitate to use the word perfect because it's not going to be perfect until we're in heaven. But, you know, when we're, when we're looking to move towards that direction, that is what we're talking about. And so it's like we have this tendency to want to just get through, fast forward through the hard stuff, the messy stuff. Like we think that's just like this part that we could just cut out. Like like we we try and pray it away, which again, is not bad. We, we can absolutely pray that God would see us in the middle of this and, and remove this hardship and that those are good prayers. But the thing is, what we need to be doing is praying those prayers, but then embracing the hard season because the stuff that brings us to our knees that 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 makes us feel like we we don't know how we're going to go on that we don't know how we're going to be strong enough to get through this season that is actually the stuff that's going to make the next season even better it's like you know, thinking of tilling the soil, right? If a lot of most of us are not familiar with farming and and the strenuous work that goes into it, but I imagine (laughs) not having any experience as you're tilling the soil, um, to prepare to grow crops, right? I, I just imagine like a hard ground that's just been baked by the sun. It's like super just you know, solid. Now I'm sure now they have like machinery and stuff, but, but let's just pretend they don't. (laughs) Okay. And we have this hard soil and the only way to prepare it for a season of harvest, for a season of growth, for a season where it's abundance, right? We, we all want that season of abundance where the harvest is in, where our barns are bursting full of food. We, we get to, you know, just sit back and enjoy and just really live it up in those moments. But the only way to get to those moments is to first till the soil. So we first have to take whatever tool they would use if they didn't have a machine (laughs) and they have to go press it through this hard ground. And I can just imagine like how difficult that would be like to break through this hard ground, to tear up the soil, to make it fresh and, and to make it ready to receive seeds and how much sweat would go into that and energy and how many sore muscles you would have trying to break up this soil to prepare it for the harvest. But the only way to get the harvest is to begin with that. And so these seasons that we want to evade, that we want to run from, are the actual seasons that are going to grow the most beautiful crops, the most beautiful fruit, the most beautiful harvest in our lives. 
And so we can't look at our lives and idealize or idolize perfectionism. We can't just think like those are the, the seasons that we want and those are those are the real part of our life, right? Like that everything else is just this horrible thing that we have to get through and try and avoid and 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 even in the season sometimes if we do that we can you know if we're just seeking perfect we can even try and you know subdue some of those emotions that are coming up from that hard season i was actually just talking with um my pastor about this recently because they have been in a really just challenging season um they just took their first daughter to college which I can only imagine the emotions there. Oh my goodness. And and right in the midst of that season, they also had to put one of their dogs down. And, you know, if any of you have pets, you just know how, how a part of the family they are, right? Like it's not a small thing. And so this all came in the same season among other things. And um, my pastor was just talking about how you know, her tendency, because if you're gone with the Enneagram, she's a seven. So she loves um, joy and fun and excitement. And that's like her tendency is just to, to sit there, right? Is to, to, to make everything turn into that, that joy and that excitement. But she's, you know, as she's gotten older and wiser and healthier, right? She has begun to learn how to, to as a seven even, go through these hard seasons in a healthy way. And she talked about how, you know, I asked her how she was doing you know, after putting her dog down or after dropping her daughter off. And she's like, you know what? I'm actually doing pretty well. And I think the reason is, you know, this whole time I've been letting all the emotions out. I've just been sitting with them. I've been crying nonstop. I've been just just going there instead of just trying to push it aside, right? And so that's that's also the problem if we're trying to seek these perfect lives is we can push aside these these hard feelings, these hard emotions, these hard thoughts that we actually need to sit in and work through. And when we do that, like my pastor's talking about, we actually prepare ourselves to come out of that season more quickly. And it, it actually helps us to um, not elongate those hard seasons and to get out of those seasons what we need to get out of. Because, you know, as we're allowing ourselves to cry and as we're allowing God to comfort us in that, like he is doing the work he needs to do in our hearts to prepare us and to heal us and all of that. And so when we avoid those feelings and thoughts, we actually prevent God from doing the work he needs to do. And so we're just like shoving it in the closet, right? It's, it's just like that. Like, it's like we're shoving all the junk in the closet saying, oh, I'll get to that later. Or maybe if I shove it here, I won't, it won't exist anymore. And I'll just get back to the good season. And we just shove it and shove it and shove it. But the thing is, eventually we're going to have to clean out that closet. Like, the closet's either going to fill up and start overflowing into our house, or there's going to be some like nasty rotting stuff in there, or we're going to have to move, right? Like there's, there's going to be a point where we're going to have to confront the closet. And if there are years and months and, and weeks and time after time that we've shoved in there, that closet's going to be super overwhelming, right? Versus if we don't shove anything in there, we can take things one at a time. We can process them then instead of avoiding it all. We can get out of it the fruit that God wants in that season for us. And it actually is going to set us up to move out of that season more quickly and uh, in a healthier way. And it just makes everything so much better. And, you know, even as she was talking about that, I was reminded of when I had my miscarriage and, you know, I've talked um, a good amount on the podcast about this, but I, part of what I did in the middle of that, because God, I feel like 
healed me so, so quickly from that in, in a way that um, just doesn't make sense for one. It definitely was supernatural, but even in a way that I'm like, I, I don't, I can't always relate to other people that have walked through that because it hurt a lot for a moment, but he so quickly redeemed it. And so I know for some people that's not their story. It's a lot longer of a healing process. And again, that might not have anything to do with how they handled it. I'm sure there are people that handled it well and embraced it and, and it still hurt and, 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 you know, took a toll on them for a long time. So I'm not saying that they didn't handle it well, but I look reflecting on what, how that worked. Like, how was I able to get through that so quickly? Um, and I think it's because I actually wasn't trying to get through it quickly. I think I actually just faced it head on and embraced it. And, you know, like I, if you've heard my story, I went to coffee the day after I found out with a friend that had gone through a miscarriage and I talked openly about what I was feeling in my heart and my body and my mind, like all of it with God. Right. And I, and I heard her story and we just talked openly and I let myself cry whenever I needed to. And I, I just was deep in with God and, and being open to what he wanted to do and, and being open with my emotions and uh, asking my husband for what I needed and all of the things, like I just faced it. And I think, you know, along with what God did supernaturally and how God's voice, um, you know, cause he had told me it was a girl and that was confirmed shortly after I found out about the miscarriage. And so there was so much healing in that as well. But I think part of it was I just, I just faced it head on. And so that's what I want you to look at. These seasons that you want to run from, that you want to avoid, these seasons you need to face fully. You can't just be thinking about what's next. You can't just try and um, get back to your, your normal life, your happy life, right? These seasons are essential for all of us. And God does some of his best work in these seasons. Like, right, we're going to read this verse again because it just reminds us what he does. It says, count it all joy, which is like, really, all joy, God, really? Okay, all joy, all right. All joy when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. And so it's without these seasons of trials, without these seasons of testing, without these seasons of pain, we will not become the women that God has created us to be. We will be lacking. And so we need to stop trying to seek this constant, this constant good. Stop trying to seek these seasons where everything's just peachy and amazing. Now, again, we can pray for those. We can, we, we don't need to pray, God, bring horrible things to my life, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but we, and we can get excited about the seasons when they come and we can enjoy them. Absolutely. But we just can't, we have to get out of the mindset that our lives, um, that the goal of our lives is to be perfect, that the goal of our lives is just to be in these moments of joy and moments of happiness. And that's where the true life happens because really the, probably the truest part of our life happens in the valleys and the moments that are soul crushing in the moments where we have to go deep with God. And so I don't want you to, to escape those and run out of them and miss what God might be trying to do in them. And really it, it kind of goes back to this lie that I think so many of us believe. I think like, again, when we often, we often think that when we pursue God, things will get easier in our lives. And I think that is the lie. So 
things will get better when we pursue God. So what I mean by better is that it's going to be more fulfilling. It's going to be more filled with peace. It's going to be more filled with strength. It's going to be more filled with meaning. It's going to have more fruit of the spirit in it, more healing, more provision, right? Those things are better, right? That is good. But it doesn't mean it's going to get easier because better always isn't always easier, Like even think about, you know, maybe a job you've had. If you've ever had like a really just easy job where it was like mindless and, you know, you would just go in, it wouldn't be stressful. You'd get paid what you needed. It was totally fine. It was easy, right? Now, maybe you have a new job now and it's more in line with some of your gifts and the things God's put inside of you. And you know, it can be stressful at times. There's a lot of pressure and it can be challenging. And, you know, it's not always easy, right? But I imagine for most of us, especially if that that new job is more in line with our gifts, I imagine that that job is actually better because I get bored with easy. I get bored with just mindless things of just getting through it, right? When I get to step into purpose, when I get to step into using my gifts, I will take harder every time because it's more fulfilling. It's it's better. And so we need to look at our lives that way that we got to stop just seeking this easy because sometimes easy feels like just sitting and Netflixing all the time, right? Or just drinking wine all the time or just, um, you know, we, we, we idolize time away from our kids, right? Or we can just be alone and just do nothing, right? Which again, that is needed. That time is needed. I'm not saying any of those things in and of itself are bad. Like it's okay to enjoy a glass of wine, depending on who you are and your struggles. It's okay to enjoy some TV sometimes. It's okay to, um, you know, have that time away from your kids where you are resting, but we can't idolize that and say that that is the end all be all of what we're seeking, because without those hard times, without the pressure, without the, the more fulfilling things we're doing, our lives are going to be lacking and we're going to feel that. And so if if you find yourself in that place where you all you're thinking about is when are my kids going to go to bed? When am I going to be done with this day? And that's every day, all day what you're feeling, then you might be lacking some purpose. You might be needing to step into a, a new season where God wants to do something. Even thinking of starting this podcast it's not easy. <laughs> like it's challenging on so many levels, but it's better. I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm so grateful for how God has led me here and what I get to do and how he's using me. Like it is unbelievable, but it's definitely not easier. It is <laughs> very heavy at times and lots of pressure and lots of fighting of lies and lots of work and all right, all the things, but it is better. So mama, don't be scared of the hard stuff. Don't run away from the the hard seasons. Don't think that the perfect is what we're seeking. The easy is what we're seeking. No, we just seek God and he knows what we need in each season. And so our job is just to embrace that season. Okay, God, this is a hard season. What do you want to share with me in this? What do you want to teach me in this? How do you want to shape me in this? And we just embrace the imperfect. We embrace the messy. We embrace the difficult. We stop waiting for life to get perfect. And, and with that, we, if, if when trials do come and 
doesn't mean we have to question our faith. It doesn't mean that we have to get thrown off because we know that God is going to use that. He's working all things for your good, but these trials are what you need to get stronger. It's what you need to reap that harvest. It's what you need to move to the next good season, right? And so don't think like God's not listening to you and your prayers and not loving you when trials come. In fact, trials can be a way God loves us because he knows what we need. And with when we gain what we need, we get to step into the better. Okay. So I hope that encourages you. I'm talking to myself as I'm talking to you because I know that I have to, I have to get rid of this idea of perfect. I gotta, I gotta stop pursuing that. I gotta stop idolizing it because what I need is just here right today, right now. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for these beautiful, messy lives you've given us. God, I thank you for motherhood and how beautiful and messy that can be. God, I thank you for our jobs and marriages and oh, families, just everything that life comes with, God, that is imperfect and um, has hard stuff in it, God. And I just pray for all of us, God, myself included, that you would help us just embrace the messy, God, embrace the imperfect, embrace the hard season. Like you said, count it all joy when trials come, God. And, you know, I know I'm not there yet, God, but I just pray for all of us. You would help us just to take a step in that direction, God. Help us to be reminded that, that we can have joy in the middle of those moments and we can have joy in every season, no matter how hard, Lord. And so we just thank you that you know what we need. We thank you that you're working for our good constantly and that we can trust you, God, even in the depths of the hard seasons, Lord, that you are moving and you are uh, shaping us into who you made us to be, God, which there's nothing better than that, God. And so we love you and we just um, give you full permission to do whatever you want in our lives, God. And we, we choose to say yes and we choose to embrace that season and we choose to seek the good, God, that's going to come out of that season, Lord. And we just thank you, God. You're so good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama.